Greetings from Longtime No See, the podcast. Every week, we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! What would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on? A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my God, Jack almost fell off his chair. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Happy anniversary to you as well. (laughs) Consequence Podcast Network. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with It's the Interview Series, presented by WFPK at WFPK.org, Consequence, and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks, as always, for making your way here, checking out the series. Uh, Please do hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with all the interviews that we put out every single week. It's a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover some new ones. All the usual spots, including iTunes and Apple Podcasts at Spotify, Podchaser, NPR, WFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions, or again, anywhere you get your podcasts from. I'm Kyle Meredith. Today, catching up with Serge Tonkin. The uh, System of a Down singer is back with a new solo EP called Perplex Cities. It's his second EP in as many years, too. Uh, He's going to tell us about, uh, we're going to have some fun actually talking about uh, using his car to mix his songs and the 95 tracks he's still got in his vault, uh, how he mixes humor with serious issues and trying to change minds in order to save the world. In fact, it's with, the, it's with that, that that Serge discusses the current atrocities in Armenia, how the song I Spoke Up touches on those topics, and musically mixing cultures as well. We're also going to talk about the interactive experiences that he brings with each new release, uh, the uh, performance of an operatic suite that he has coming up, and what the future holds for System of a Down. So let's get into it. We're talking perplexed cities. It's Kyle Meredith with Serge Tonkian. Hey, Kyle. And you just keep giving and giving and giving. I swear you put me in nerd heaven. Uh, it seems like a few times a year. Like your output is, is it's sort of maddening in the best way right now. I don't know if it feels like that to you. Yeah, I, I mean, I look, I, I've got a lot of music and I love putting it out and always looking for fun ways of doing it. Um, and new ways of doing it, which is why we're doing this Arlupa thing this time around where you can basically kind of have me in your living room or bathroom or wherever and have me talk you through the song and listen to it with you and stuff. Kind of creepy, kind of cool, kind of intimate. Um, so yeah, I'm just just always trying to find a, an interesting way of presenting new music. Um, this one is different uh, genre-wise. It's kind of more electro-rock, uh, kind of world vibes, even, you know, each song is a little different, but um, definitely mellower than Elasticity or, you know, uh, Harakiri 
or anything else that finishes with E, I guess. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited about it. Perplex Cities is the name of this one. Perplexities, if uh, you know, you want to. By the way, I did the uh, I did the uh, the AR augmented reality that you were talking about. You were standing just to my right over here for what it's worth. So you've been in this room digitally and and it is like i've i've messed with ar before it's not the first time i have vr in in, in the house you know one of the headsets but there's still something a bit off when you know you pull your phone over and there you are perfectly standing next to my bookcase that's a yeah it was a great way to listen i tried, I tried going around me and it, <laughs> it doesn't work well they, there are 3d versions that they do of that but then it's not like a real recording. It's more of like a 3D animation of the person and all of that. And I'm like, no, 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 that, that's getting a little too wacky. Um, but no, it's cool. Um, yeah, man, as far as output, uh, it's really interesting because I ended up mixing a lot of old demos that I had with vocals because I, I, I was just curious as to, well, the story is having to do with an old car. Um, I have an old car and the stereo system is really shitty, but it's perfect in terms of telling me where the base is and how everything should sound. Now, I, I've needed to sell this car for the last five years and haven't brought myself to it because I like mixing in it and listening to my mixes in it. But the battery keeps dying. I keep on changing the battery every year and stuff. So finally, I go, I got to get rid of my car. But in order to get rid of it, I got to mix, at least generally mix all my, you know, vocal music that I have. So I know I have rough demos of my demos, <laughs> rough mixes of my demos. So I went through that and did that. I ended up with 95 songs I haven't released. Um, most of them are demos and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, let alone we just finished our third uh, consecutive Netflix uh, uh, series. We've done three series of scoring that all of them are coming out between November and February on Netflix. So it's a lot of music. So in terms of output, yeah, we're, we've got a lot going on. It's, it's funny, I've, I've heard that story, you know, other musicians and, and the car sound system. I know Tom Waits does that and, uh, and Les Claypool, he's told me he's done that. And that's, I, I have an old, old I don't even have a beautiful, right, yeah. I don't even have a beautiful car. I, like I, you know, my older car is like a 2001 Ford Taurus. It's just what it is. <laughs> and my son is about to turn 16 and he wants it because it has a tape deck and a really good sound system inside it. <laughs> That's right. A tape deck. Wow. 2001. Yeah. Okay. That, that makes sense. It was nice. even late for, I think it was even late for tapes in 2001. We were, we were in the Mecca FC. I, like, I don't know how it ended up like that, but he's, he's stuck on that one. So it's, That's I get cool. it. That's a good story. Um, I'll wrap that in then, you know, Rumi loves his cars. That's the line, right? Rumi loves his cars. Yeah. He, he likes playing with cars and, train tracks and and loves music loves the sounds of guitar my my son for those that don't know my son's name is Rumi and uh to get double cheesy this is the second song that I've that I'm releasing about him which is crazy and ill-advised like everyone would say don't do stuff like that you're getting too intimate too personal make things general so people can relate to them which I get I understand and most music is like that but you know what? Sometimes it just is what it is, you know, and and you kind of change if you try to change it, it's not it won't be natural and organic. So you just leave it. And that's just how that song was written, you know, um, but it's a beautiful song. It's a, it's a really gorgeous uh, kind of uh, and funny kind of song. Um, yeah. Well, there's a little bit of a Trojan horse in this song, too, uh, if it's fair to say that, because you do you have this playful 
little line that you turn over for a little bit and suddenly there's some information dumped on top of it which i did love by the way like the, like what was that marriage like you know from the songwriter's point of view um you know you you want to do that like you know that's that's kind of what i've always done i mean you know um you want to you want to have humor within the speech you know um prison song with system of a down is like it's like an essay but you know there's always the humorous scream or yell or whatever darren would do like that would lighten it up same thing with all of our songs really and it's just a part of it's part of my songwriting really <clears throat> it just comes naturally well the stuff that you're talking about i mean you you hit that line with sustainable growth and um you know talking about sustainable growth and and that's what i said it yeah. gets heavy it's something I, I think about too i mean you 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 talk a lot about the things that i'm thinking about or hearing about or wanting to learn about which is what i appreciate what i'm attracted to your music anyway but but something about that line it's like man how are we going to do that how are we going to get sustainable growth when you've got to change the mind of some portion of seven to eight billion people right it's it's very it, it is it is the biggest challenge at this point for our future and whatever remains of history um for us to be able to you know live on this island of a planet that's not going to increase in size but always expect things to increase gdp growth uh, growth in this growth in lifestyle growth in value growth in you know and that's how we measure things we don't measure things with the growth and happiness of the american people we measure things as the growth in economics of the American country, you know, like, <clears throat> and that's where uh, profits over people come in ultimately. So, um, and, and we have to change our perception um, ultimately. And, and, you know, and it's very difficult because you've got this indoctrinated mantra, you know, that this is the way, you know, and, and it's very difficult. And the wars that we're sustaining right now are not making those things easier because what they're doing is pointing us back into a desperate fossil fuel kind of direction rather than the direction that we should be going into. Um, so it's a really, really tough time. And we'll be right back right after this. Shout out to uh, Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Uh, I, I live in Kentucky in the Midwest and allergies yeah, I suffer. When I say I suffer from allergies, I suffer from allergies. And around here, everyone I know deals with allergies to some degree. And for a long time, I thought it was just something that I would have to live with, which is a real problem um, for anything, but especially when you're a radio host. It affects my voice. It affects my mood. It affects everything. And I feel like I've tried every, I've tried all the medicines. Some of them work better than others, but there's there's never a perfect one out there, especially because some of them take forever to actually work and some of them don't work at all. And then there's Astapro, the fastest solution to nasal allergy symptoms. It's what I use now and it's definitely changed my life. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24 hour over the counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Uh, Astapro is the first and only 24 hour steroid free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose and sneezing. 
with all the pollen in the air, with all the dust around the, the corners of the house, uh, even with uh, the allergies I have from my dog, Astapro has been the nasal spray that has helped me with all of my allergies. And it can help you too. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome back. It's Kyle and Meredith with Serge Tonkian. Throughout the history of civilization, I, I, I hope that progress has inched its way, that it has been about progress, you know, that in, in, in the good way, um, even with setbacks. But you're right, because we look around, there are multiple wars happening every single time. Uh, it seems our attention as Americans can only focus on one at a time. You know, oh, Russia and Ukraine are at it. That must be the only one. And that's not it. I mean, uh, you know, when I check it on yours, you, you're very great about saying, hey, look what's happening in Armenia right now. Which, yeah. what is happening in Armenia right now? Let's, let's take that moment. If you, I, and that's probably a difficult question to try to summarize, but the no, best you can. You know, <clears throat> two years ago when System of a Down, <clears throat> we put out those two songs, um, there was a war going on, uh, and Azerbaijan and Turkey collectively had attacked uh, the Armenian province of uh, Nagorno-Karabakh, uh, which has been historically Armenian thousands of years. They've self-ruled, uh, you know, and uh, those a lot of those lands were taken over. There are still people living there, surrounded by the Azerbaijani army, for example. Now, then the Azerbaijani army came to the border of Armenia the sovereign Armenian nation, the borders of Armenia. And in the last week, they uh, made a huge attack on Armenia proper. And uh, a lot of people died. They shelled 36 cities and villages, um, in civilian infrastructure, etc. And because of the what's what, what's called the Azerbaijani laundromat, which is the billions of dollar oil money that they've spent throughout Europe with European members of parliament, even a few American senators, uh, they've been able to get sway and have, you know, keep keep everything. I call it both sideism. You know, uh, even though they're the aggressor, uh, they they pay enough money so that you know um, they it feels like a border clash of some type. Well, it's not. You know, uh, people are getting murdered. People are getting killed. Armenia is militarily weaker. Um, as a post-Soviet nation, it had. Uh, Russia as its guarantor, security guarantor as a defense back. Russia's basically left out to lunch uh, in Ukraine. So, you know, um, so it's a really, really difficult thing seeing your people getting uh, murdered and killed. And I got to say, these Azerbaijani troops um, are, you know, they, they've been mutilating and desecrating like, you know, bodies of soldiers and uh, a body of a woman soldier was, was, 
you know, horrifically desecrated, arms and legs cut, you know, they put a stone in her eye and stuff like that. And they're, they're taking videos of this and putting it up on, you know, Facebook and, and different places. It is, it is just disgusting. You know, it's, it's, it's uh, mind blowing and disgusting. And so we're trying to raise awareness for the international community to pay attention. Nancy Pelosi was just there two weeks ago and basically uh, call it, called the aggression of Azerbaijan what it was and said, this is not a, a two-sided thing. This is Azerbaijan being the aggressor, which was great in terms of pivoting the press of the world and saying that this is what's going on. But, uh, you know, you're right. I think there is some type of monopoly on foreign wars in terms of our attention. And, and it, all, it has to do with, you know, the choice of our enemies. You know, we empathize more with the victims of our enemies than with victims, right? Um, and that has to do with, you know, national, whatever you call it, resource acquisition, national gains, you know, whatever you want to call it. So, you know, it's, it's absolutely absurd and hypocritical. So um, anyway, so I, I, you know, coming to that topic, it's something that's very important. And we're trying to raise awareness. Um, I'm, I'm trying, besides talking about this with press right now, I'm trying to see if we could do a big event or something uh, to, to kind of gain more attention and raise some funds. Isn't that crazy? Uh, crazy for two things. One, that you have to come up with a good marketing plan to get people, you know, behind this. Like that's- You care about behind people, yeah. Right, right. And a second, you know, that historically speaking, what will this prove, you know, the aggressors? Like, what do you think is going to happen? Nobody wins a war like this. You know, it's not, it just causes another war that causes another war that causes another war. You know, it's, that's maddening, you know, 2022. It's maddening. It is, it is, you know, and, you know, there's a lot of geopolitical stuff we can talk about around this particular thing that has to do with uh, Russia and Iran and all sorts of stuff uh, with Armenia right there. Uh, Armenia is being basically, um, thrown under the bus for, for other people's interests ultimately. And, and that's, you know, it happens to many small countries, but as an international community of activists and human rights activists, you know, it's, it's our job to stand up and, and fight for what's right. You know, appreciate that you do that. Uh, honestly, thank too. you. Um, let's see how I can awkwardly pivot back to the music uh, from that conversation. Okay. <laughs> but you have a song I hear, like I spoke up. I think that is the, the, the easy transition here because because, you know, for, first off, you know, who are you talking about in this one specifically? And, and second, you know, because this is musically speaking, as you were talking about world music and Middle Eastern music, this is this is where we find ourselves on this song, which is just such a great track. So the story with this is very interesting. Generally, I don't like to get into songs deeply, but this was a unique experience. Um, I have a friend. Um, and he made, the, he's a great director, and he made a film about Khashoggi, uh, the, um, the uh, Saudi Arabian dissident that worked for the Washington Post who was murdered in Turkey by uh, Saudi uh, agents, right? As, and um, so he made a film about that, and I, I saw the film, and I, I was really blown away. It's called The Dissident. And, and I was like watching it as he was making it, and I'm like, and he was like, what do you think? Should we do a song for the credits? I, I'm like, that would be amazing. Now it didn't work out. I, I started writing the song for him and for, for as Khashoggi, basically speaking, you know, I spoke up to let you know, you know, that kind of a thing. So that was the original idea. 
uh, it didn't work out in the credits because of the way that the score transpired into the credits. So I ended up releasing it on my own, but I, I did also change the words and made, make them a little more general than they were. But that's where it comes from. Someone who speaks truth to power and is sacrificed for it. Well, musically even, I, I love the blending because you do start out with uh, with Middle Eastern instruments. I'm going to use that as a very broad term because I don't exactly know what I'm talking about. But, uh, it's, an, it's a Middle Eastern instrument. It's an, yeah. yeah. And then the guitar comes in. And while it still keeps that riff, it almost feels like this marriage of, of Middle Eastern and Western sounds. Musically speaking, like, how close are those? Because we can think of it as in the boxes, but when you're putting, does it feel like the boxes when you're writing it? If you listen to, I mean, I don't, I don't really think of music in, in that way. I just think of instrumentation. But if you listen to some, there's Chinese music you can listen to that sounds like blues. There's African music that you listen to, you know, that sounds like blues right you know like like ethnic african music obviously and, and obviously that's where blues comes from right but what i mean to say is i can find common denominators between music all around the world um and you know certain european harmonies that come from elsewhere and you know um the the germans brought a certain type of music to mexico the don't 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 thank you know i mean i can find common denominators musically everywhere so i don't see music you know I just see music in colors. I don't see it as um, flavors. I don't see it as um, defined as masculine or feminine or whatever. Like I see music as just one and that's what it is, you know? You blend it really well. You honestly do. And I could say the same thing. I mean, Forgive Me Father is such a cool song and how it starts with pop imperialism. I think I've referenced every song because it's an EP at this point, but uh but it is, there's so many cool things going on here. And, and you know, and I, I'll shift a little bit because you have the EP. And, and as we talked about, there's just seemingly so much going on with what you're doing, you know. Uh, Shapeshift, I wanted to quickly bring that one up. That's, um, uh, these, this is a new, with, the, with your paintings, right? The music inspired yeah. paintings, which is one of the things yeah. we talked about last time. Yeah. So before we, uh, you mentioned Forgive Me Father, what's cool about that, I, it's a blues song that I, that I had done a while back, and it just kind of fit the, the kind of EP, like the other songs in the EP, even though it's different. And I realized I was going to redo the vocals. That's the original one take vocal on it. I was going to redo it. And then it was just, just had that vibe. And, you know, I was just riffing and not all the words are even formed. And I'm like, I'm going to leave that alone, you know, like, which you generally don't do for a release, but Anyway, that much for that. Um, um, my new exhibition is in La Cañada, California. It's, and uh, I'm excited about it. It's gonna, it, it's, they just picked up half of the pieces. Half of the pieces were picked up uh, originally. It's about 20 or so pieces. It's a lot of work and some small, some kind of, you know, a little medium and some larger works. Um, and it is an anthology of sorts because there's stuff from way back. I started painting in 2013, or I think my first exhibition, sorry, I should say, was in 2013. And uh, so there's stuff from way back there, and there's stuff that I just did, a couple of paintings that I just finished like a few weeks ago. And so it's like a really cool retrospective, I guess. Um, and all my main paintings are musically uh, scored. So there are musical scores you can listen to each painting. The same app that we're using for Perplexities, our Lupa, is what we use for our paintings so you can walk in with your smartphone and listen to the whole exhibition one painting at a time and it's a really great experiences that people enjoy so 
come check it out if you're in California and uh, enjoy it. It's on till November the 1st at Stephanie's Gallery in La Cunera. Yeah, I'll tell you, uh, when we were last talking about the, uh, the, the NFT thing that you were doing and kind of walking around the digital gallery, and just being able to experience it like that. I mean, uh, yeah. again, you know, it's it's just such a cool way to connect. And, you know, I, I do love seeing how you're finding and, and working with these digital platforms and, and kind of new ways of doing it. I mean, what, uh, like, what else? What, are, are you going to go further in that? Do you have any plans? Are, are there other cool gadgets being worked on? <laughs> That's a lame way of asking that. Yeah, um, eventually I'd like to do a, and I've spoke about this before, I'd like to do an all interactive experience where we interact, an experience like almost like at a gallery or a museum where you interact with every physical sense. When you walk into an isolated room, the colors, the, there's a painting, but there's other stuff happening. The smell is different in that room. The, you know, you touch something that's different in that room. You smell something that you see something different. You hear something different. Like like each room interacts with your senses, all of your senses in a completely different way with the thematics of the painting. And, and I'd love to do that one day, utilizing technology and, and space. Um, but I am doing a few other new projects coming up. Uh, one, one is gonna be a live show of an operatic uh, suite that I've written called Invocations that is going to be um, end of April next year at the Soraya theater in Los Angeles. Um, they've co-commissioned it and we're working on it with um, some really cool vocalists. You know, I've got like a, an incredible tenor singer, uh, an, a, an alto, mezzo alto, an ethnic uh, singer who sings in multiple languages, a good friend of mine is Amali, um, a death metal singer and myself, like five soloists, 20 person choir, full orchestra, some ethnic instrumentation, it's going to be wild and it's going to be going to stream it worldwide upon release and we'll probably release it as a live record after or something like that that's yeah. awesome that's awesome yeah. so you know as every journalist would ask at this point is there a future for the other thing for a system of a down i mean are you guys talking about doing stuff because your schedule sounds packed is what i'm getting at yeah well i i pack my schedule based on whatever comes to me you know whatever um whatever i don't know excites me um as of now, we haven't talked about anything. We we will be making an announcement about something next year that I can't really tell you about. So there is that, but but further than that, I can't really say. Yeah, that's something. That's <laughs> <laughs> that, that ain't nothing, sir. That ain't nothing. That ain't nothing. Yeah. Uh, per Perplex cities. I absolutely love this. Uh, I think this is one of my favorite things that you've ever done solo too. This is just so much fun. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. Cool. I honestly made that. Luck, thank you. Yeah, it's been on repeat quite a bit and I plan on keeping it that way until the next <laughs> release, I guess. So it's, which shouldn't be too long. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate that brother. Thank you. And thank you for the interview. Thank you for your time. Anytime. Thanks for taking the time to talk about it. We will see you next time. In exactly a year. <laughs> we'll do it again in exactly a year. It's the annual. All right, <laughs> everybody. Have a great rest of your day. And my thanks to Serge Tonkin. And again, the uh, latest release is called Perplex Cities. We also spoke last year. So if you uh, hunt further down in this series, you can find uh, our most recent interview as well. So thanks to Serge and thanks to you for checking out the episode. Uh, before you get out, go ahead, hit that subscribe button. You like this type of thing? I'll give you three interviews every single week, noon every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at iTunes and Apple Podcasts, at Spotify, Podchaser, NPR, 
wfpk.org, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. Then after that, head over to wfpk.org, where I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern, an hour full of song premieres and music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at wfpk.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me in the old social media spots. That includes a Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all three of them. The address is at Kyle Meredith. So I do hope you like and follow along. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Hey, welcome to Kyle Meredith with Consequence, where we check out some cool new things happening on the uh, Consequence Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Meredith, and today I get to talk to uh, Ann Erickson host of our new Consequence podcast, Beyond the Boys Club. Hey, Kyle. And congratulations on Beyond the Boys Club. Uh, Well, what can you tell us about it? Four years ago, I started a column published on Consequence called Beyond the Boys Club. The goal was to spotlight the women making a name for themselves in rock and metal. All these artists share their passion for music and their stories of breaking barriers as women in the music industry. This fall, we're taking the conversation further in the Beyond the Boys Club podcast. The interview series will welcome amazing female and non-binary artists from across the genre spectrum to share their stories and triumphs as they follow the beat of their own drum and shake up the scene. That sounds awesome. I can't wait to check it out. And we should all check it out because Beyond the Boys Club arrives uh, twice monthly uh, on Tuesdays, wherever you get your podcasts. Great talking with you, Anne. Thanks, Kyle.